Hello, hey y'all. Welcome to the Collide Kids Podcast, hosted by Kristen Clark. This is a show for kids and families. You are going to meet new people and have fun while you listen. Let's do it! Hey, y'all. Merry Christmas. Welcome to the Collide Kids podcast. I'm your host, Kristen Clark. The Collide Kids podcast is a show for kids and families where we learn together how life and faith collide. One of my favorite things about this season is seeing all the decorations. And I loved that so many people put their lights and decorations up early this year. I think we just needed some good things to celebrate and we didn't want to wait until after Thanksgiving. So a lot of people actually put their stuff up early, which I appreciated because I love to look at Christmas lights. My family used to do that when I was growing up. We would put on pajamas and we'd go get a donut at Dunkin' Donuts or something like that. And then we'd drive around and look at all the lights in the neighborhoods around us. It was so fun. In fact, when my daughter was first born, we took her to go look at all the Christmas lights. And we thought this is a fun tradition that we're carrying on. And she cried the entire time. We drove around for about 30 minutes and she just cried and cried and cried. And so we gave up and we finally got home. And when I was getting her out of her car seat, I realized that her hat had fallen over her eyes. And so she hadn't been able to see that entire time. That's why she was crying. So anyway, we tried again next year. It It worked out much better. Well, today, my special guest is a guy that I greatly respect, and his name is Stuart Hall. Stuart has served in student ministry for over 30 years, and he currently serves as the director of student leadership for Orange, and he directs Influencer, Captains, and Leader, which are initiatives whose mission is to fuel the next generation of leaders worth following. Stuart speaks to thousands of students, leaders, coaches, and parents each year. Stuart has co-authored authored three books, is a frequent contributor on the Rethinking Youth Ministry podcast, and he serves as a volunteer high school varsity girls basketball coach for the eight-time state champion Buford High School Lady Wolves. Stuart and his wife Kelly live just north of Atlanta, Georgia, and have three young adult children. I can't wait for you to hear this great conversation with Stuart Hall. Stuart, Merry Christmas. Thank you so much for being a part of the podcast today. I wish you're, are people seeing this, Kristen? No, it's no, there's no video. I wish people could see where you are. Merry Christmas to you as well. But ladies and gentlemen, children of all ages, Kristen is in the backseat of a car recording this. Yes, I am. It may be an SUV. <laughs> it is not it's not a big one though and there's yeah. like kids juice boxes and stuff all around amazing me. this is Magical. this is your hustle <laughs> to make this happen is incredibly yes. inspiring so I'm um, really honored that you asked me to do this thank you and Merry Christmas to you and yours and everybody listening yeah thank you so much I'm excited about letting our guests get to know you today will you just introduce yourself and tell us who you are and what you do Oh, yeah. So um, my name is Stuart Hall. I am a 30 plus year youth ministry veteran. Um, 
the best thing about me is my wife, Kelly. She and I have been married um, almost 29 years. Uh, we have three young adult children. Our son, Grant, is 25 and lives in Washington, D.C. and works for the General Service Administration that's been in the news a lot lately. Nice. Uh, our oldest daughter, Chandler, uh, graduated from college during the pandemic in our living room, and she's 23. And then our youngest daughter, Cameron, is a sophomore in college. She's 21, or 20, sorry, and uh, plays soccer at the University of Florida. Uh, Chandler, our oldest daughter, played basketball at Rollins College, and Grant, our son, played football at Duke University. So we lived in a locker room while wow. they were when they were uh, younger and still, yeah. still a little bit about that. But yeah, I mean, I, I am, uh, I work as the director of student leadership for an organization called orange. Um, I'll also lead an initiative called influencer an initiative called captains and an initiative called leader. Um, and my heartbeat is to fuel the next generation of leaders worth following. Um, so yeah, that's me in a snapshot, I guess. Wow. I don't want to bore too many people. So, well, you're definitely not bored. You got a lot of things going on. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm getting older. So the idle mind is, is a big deal. So I try to stay busy. <laughs> that's good. So this is a, a podcast for kids and for families. And so I always like to start out with something fun. So before we get started, I wanted to ask you if you have a joke or maybe a funny impression you could share with us. Yeah, I, you asked me that when you asked me to do this. And I started thinking, like, what do I? And then I, now here's the problem. I am, this is going to age me a bit, but I grew up watching Bugs Bunny. Okay. Cartoons and stuff like that. And on <laughs> Bugs Bunny, there was always this Martian. Do you remember the Martian? Yeah, yeah. And he would talk like this and say, <laughs> I'm going to shoot you with your space modulator. He would always talk like that. Um, so that's my impression for the day. And I can tell that went over like a pregnant pole vaulter. Um, not, didn't quite cut it, but yeah. That there was you go. Fun. No, I like I it. Tried no. it. I tried to do it. It was good. I, you it know, I could good. go Tasmanian devil. But that, I didn't, I didn't want to you know, be real loud in everybody's ears. Well, too late now because yeah. I'm keeping it in the edit. So there you go. Well, this is awesome. So we're talking this month about Christmas, just all the things we love about Christmas. What are some of your favorite things about the Christmas season? Oh, gosh. Uh, well, you know what's interesting, Kristen, is that it has changed the older that I've gotten. Like if as a child, uh, we grew up extremely poor. And now that I am where I am as an adult, to consider the links that my mom and dad went through mm. to provide yeah. uh, an incredibly happy Merry Christmas for us blows me away. Um, knowing now what I didn't know then, it kind of, it kind of embarrasses me a little bit <laughs> yeah. um, just to see the links that they went to um, and the things that they went through to, to make sure I grew up in a home of uh, there were three boys. I was the oldest brother. So, um, but you know, we were this poor, like I would get, uh, one pair of jeans a year for, and I'm old enough to, my mom and dad would shop at Sears 
Yeah. And so the Sears catalog was like, ah, you know, when it came in the mail. <laughs> the problem with Sears jeans is they were called tough skins. And you could literally stand tough skins up and they would just stand up. They were that hard. I think Without I still being have, in them? <laughs> oh, yes. I, I'm fairly certain I still have scratches on my legs from the abrasions from that material. But my mom, so I would get one pair a year and I was a rambunctious kid. And, you know, it was literally like every Christmas I knew I was going to get a pair of tough skins. Well, the problem was, I remember this distinctly. One Christmas, I got a pair of blue tough skins. And then the next Christmas or two Christmases later, I got a pair of brown tough skins. Wow. Um, the pair of blue tough skins, I got a tear about four months later in the rear end. Oops. And my mom, bless her, she was into crocheting. And so she crocheted an American flag <laughs> on <laughs> to cover the tear in my jeans. And I can distinctly remember as a child, us doing the Pledge of Allegiance in the school. Oh, no. And I would wear those jeans and kids would say, I pledge allegiance to Stuart Rear End. You know, it was oh, awful. No. That's the kind of stuff that, you know, I would be excited about Christmas. And then you start thinking about just, First of all, knowing how much my mom and dad sacrificed for me to even have one pair of jeans. Yeah. And then my mom, bless her heart, you know, trying to make me at least <laughs> presentable in them. And that absolutely backfiring. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was, you know, rambunctious boys growing up. It was, you know, you know, comical and chaos. all. The yeah. Time. And your mom sounds really creative. Like she just makes it work, whatever almost, happens. Yeah, almost creative out of necessity, I think. Uh -huh. I'm not sure it was her natural bent, but she, she absolutely loved her boys. And, you know, she would do anything, lay down her life for them. So That's awesome. I, I loved that about my mom. And now that I'm an adult, both my mom and dad have passed away. It makes it difficult thinking about that sometimes. But gosh, yeah. I'm so grateful for them. Yeah. And it made you a good parent, I'm sure. Well, you're, <laughs> you're assuming that that's, assuming. Probably, that, that's, that's a question that we have to ask our children. I, you okay. know, we'll I, pull I, them later. <laughs> yeah. We'll pull, we'll pull the kids later and I will be okay. nervous the entire time. That's awesome. Well, talking about the Christmas story, like the real meaning of Christmas, what is so important about um, the real meaning of Christmas during this season? Yeah, I think the biggest thing that I wrap my heart and mind around during the Christmas season is just three words, God with us. That, mm -hmm. That's the thing that is the game changer for us as, as a human race. It's not just people who choose to follow Jesus. Jesus literally changed the course of history yeah. by God becoming flesh, Emmanuel, God with us. So Anytime I think about Christmas, I try really, really hard um, to not get really caught up, even in, I mean, I don't think this is a secret to anybody watching or listening, but even in the, the Christian narrative we have about Christmas, if we're not careful, first of all, a lot of that is kind of misconstrued and yeah. you know, it's become myth and legend, but understanding what Mary and Joseph went through and then the fact that God decided to become flesh. Yeah. And, and you know, it, it, that idea that God made his dwelling 
with us. He walked among us. He was one of us. That's the game changer. And that's what I hope and pray uh, our family stays centered on every single Christmas season. I hope your listeners are thinking about that as well. The fact that the creator of the universe decided to become a human um, and to show us, you know, I think this is lost on a lot of us as well, Kristen. Why did he do that? Well, I think he right. did that to show us what God was like mm-hmm. because whether you're an elementary age kid or a middle school kid, a high school kid, a college age kid, or even an adult, that's what we wonder. That's what we're, you know, most of our life is, is in search of what is this God really like? And it's so encouraging and it gives me courage to, to know that I can go, well, if I want to know what God was like, I need to look at Jesus. Yeah. I, I hadn't thought of it that way. That's a good way to put it. Um, how do you think we could experience that? Like to experience God with us, if we understand that God came, he put on flesh and it, it was for us to get to know him. So how can we experience that? Yeah, I think one of the mistakes that we make in American Christianity, especially is, and I've said this in a bunch of interviews lately, uh, uh, for for those of your listeners that do not know, I contracted the uh, COVID nineteen in late March and spent the entire month of April in a medically induced coma in ICU. Mm-hmm. So the fact that I'm talking to you is a gift. It's a miracle. Uh, yeah. But but the thing that I have w- stepped away from that understanding is. We, you know, if we get really honest about American Christianity, it's really just a, tr- a, ch- a, a jazzed up version of the American dream with just enough Jesus to make it seem like it's legitimate. <laughs> yeah. Our, our, our version of what it means to follow Jesus is, is really skewed. And when you look at who Jesus was, what he said, the example he set, the things that he said... And you watch how that nuclear thread runs from the days that he, the day that he was born, walked on earth, died, rose again from the dead, and then the church was established. The nuclear thread is love. Mm-hmm. It that is the that is the core of everything that he was about. It's the reason why John writes so much about God is love. It's who yeah. God is. So when you look at Jesus, you see someone who is love. And instead of us being so hyper-focused on believing the right things, what I think helps us experience Christmas in its essence and in the most effective way is to just love. Yeah. I think God measures the health, depth, and maturity of our, of our relationship with him vertically by our relationships with people horizontally. Like God looks at how I love people. Yeah. And that's how he measures how I love him. Wow. Yeah. And, and so that means for any, you know, child or teenager or college student that's, that's listening to this, how you love your siblings, how you honor your parents, how you speak and talk to and serve your classmates and teammates and your cousins. And um, for us as adults, I think it, I think it's our greatest, uh, deficiency as Jesus people. We are so quick to run to a developing country, but we won't talk to the person who lives across the street from us or right right. next door to us. Yeah. Um, 
that's how you experience Christmas. And, and the reason I brought up my, my battle with COVID is that we saw men and women in the medical community that literally fought for my life who were total strangers. Mm. And my wife and our three kids and I, and so many people that are close to us have walked away from that experience going, that's what it means to be Jesus. Wow. Yeah. That's, that's what it looks. That's Christmas. That's God in the flesh serving people and loving people. So I could go on and on about that, but I need to be quiet. (laughs) Well, I think too, we think we have to feel the love before we can show the love. And I think sometimes we need to just go ahead and show it and let the feelings come later. Um, especially when like you were talking about with our brother and sister or with maybe someone in our, our school or someone in our neighborhood who we're not, we're not big fans of maybe sure, sure. <laughs> that we need to just show them love and kindness, regardless of whether we think they deserve it or not. Well, and um, here's what I was, here's what I would say to that, Kristen. I am really, really grateful that my mom and dad, chose to love me yeah, and didn't base their love of me on feeling like they loved me yeah. because I did plenty of things where I know they didn't feel very loving. Right. And here's how I know that because my own children do things where I don't <laughs> feel like that's very loving, right. but love is a choice. In right. fact, most of the things that make us great are choices. And so that, that's the amazing thing about Jesus is that he continually chose to submit, to chose to accept. He chose to forgive. Yeah. And he says, follow me, do the same thing. Yeah. I think um, one of the hardest things about this year, um, especially with COVID, like you talked about how you had it in, in April, March and April. And um, I think a lot of people are afraid to do the things they think to do like this. I think I could do this, but it would, it might not be safe or it might not be a good idea. What are some things that we could do to show love and kindness, even during the season of social distancing and spreading out? Sure. Well, I think some simple things are text, call, write people and just ask, how are you doing today? Mm -hmm. I have sent at least 10 texts to friends that I haven't talked to in a minute. And just said, hey, just checking in on you. Are you good? Um, With those people in our life that are a little more closer to us geographically, um, leave food. You know, bake some cookies and leave leave them on the porch of your neighbor. You don't have to see them. Mm -hmm. Um, Every single one of us, you know, (laughs) it's funny. I tell people this all the time because people are always like, oh, my God, I can't believe you survived. You know, and and my whole thing now is we're all survivors. I mean, it's not, you know, I just got the the Shiite version of the virus, but we're all survivors. Yeah. But all of us know somebody, I bet you, who's battling the virus or is, you know, tested positive. And you're right. We don't need to be in the, you know, you know, we need to honor the the social distancing and we always need to wear a mask. But it doesn't mean that you can't you know, do food, bake cookies. Yeah. How can, can I, can I cut your grass? Can I, you know, trim your flowers? Can I help you with your Christmas decorations? Do you normally put Christmas decorations outside and you can't do it? Yeah. It, I, it literally is just picking our head up because we're all in this. And, and the thing I hope we all understand too, is that 
this isn't the first time there's been devastation. This isn't the first time right. there's been a plague. And the reason why you're sitting in the back of a car <laughs> interviewing me and I'm in the dark, you know, in a room in my house talking about Jesus yeah. is because men and women in the first century, when there was a plague, all the pagan religions ran and yeah. Christians ran too. That's right. Christians were serving the sick. They were feeding the hungry. They were clothing the naked. They were, you know, you know, putting people, adopting people into their homes. It may seem tough, but it's really an incredible opportunity. The, I, I, I can, I'll blabber, so I'm sorry. <laughs> the Chinese word for crisis, Kristen, uh-huh. is made up of two characters. The first character means danger, and the second character means opportunity. Wow. And all of us have an opportunity to, to look at this crisis we're in yeah. and go, we could, we could so stretch, stretch, uh, stress out on the danger part and miss the opportunity. I just don't want us to miss the opportunity. And Christmas is the perfect time to just show the love of Jesus. Absolutely. And I think kind of like your mom, when she was fixing your jeans out of necessity, <laughs> there's yeah. a lot of things like that's what creativity is all about. It's about find a solution to a problem and so if there is an emptiness, you see someone that needs a friend or someone that needs love, you could fill that void with whatever God's put inside of you, whatever talents you have or abilities. We could show that love to as many people as we can because we have to be creative right now. Yeah. yeah so good. Yeah. 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 Why don't I interview you? This, this <laughs> That would be much better. Well, that's why I do this. I like to talk. Um, <laughs> so let me ask you this. What is it about Christmas that makes you love God more. He decided to become like me so that I could become like him. Mm-hmm. And I, that still blows my mind that he, you know, Philippians tells us that we should all have the same attitude as Christ Jesus, who being in the very nature of God did not consider equality of God, something to be grasped or held, mm-hmm. but he made himself nothing in the form of a bond servant, the least of the least. Yeah. And became nothing so that I could be, become something. Um, and that to me is Christmas. That's, and it's who we are supposed to be to other people every single day. And right. without getting cheesy or cliche, <laughs> I mean, we have the opportunity to be Christmas every single day to somebody. That's right. I feel like we should play a Dolly Parton Christmas song. At this I, feel, I think that would work. <laughs> Just right about now, we'll cue it up. Yeah. I don't know if I have copyright um, yeah. permissions with that, but we'll try. What is that? Hard candy Christmas, or whatever that song is. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, so what is your family doing this year for Christmas? Have you guys made any plans or? Well, we, we are certainly honoring the social distancing. We did it with Thanksgiving. We'll do it again at Christmas time. Mm-hmm. Uh, so our son will fly in from DC. Uh, the fun, the, the fun part of that, and this just happened over Thanksgiving. We just went to the Atlanta Humane Society the Tuesday before Thanksgiving and adopted a puppy. <gasps> our son uh, once I got out of the hospital, adopted a cat. <laughs> and so Thanksgiving was one comedy hour after another. I'm sure. Watching our brand new puppy and the brand new cat become friends. And it started out a little bit tumultuous. And by the end, 
it was hysterical and they were buddies and they just wrestled all day. So That's we'll, awesome. we'll be, we'll look forward to Grant bringing home Taki. Taki's the cat's name. Okay. And London is the puppy's name. So London and Taki will be our entertainment and uh, we'll just enjoy each other. And, you know, Christmas for us is really, really chill. Um, do you have any so, like traditions or things you do every year with your family? Uh, I mean, if there's probably food traditions, like okay. my daughter and I make cinnamon rolls. Ooh, okay. Homemade cinnamon rolls. So um, that'll be dope. Um, not really. I mean, we, we will, uh, well, we open one gift Christmas Eve. So everybody gets to choose one gift. They can open Christmas Eve. Okay. When they were younger, we would always read the Christmas story, but now we sit around and get way philosophical and deep and it's <laughs> not nearly as fun, but <laughs> it's definitely entertaining and thought provoking. Um, and then, you know, obviously we're an athletic family, so we're, there's probably some football game or something to watch. Um, so yeah, that's it. That's well, awesome. I take that back. We would usually go to a movie Christmas night, but we can't do that this year. Yeah, I so. know. We used to do that too. Yeah. We had another tradition. Um, when I was growing up, we would pile in the car a couple weeks before Christmas. So it wasn't close to the Christmas day, but we would pile in a car with our pajamas on and we'd drive around the neighborhoods and look at Christmas lights. Mm -hmm. And when we got to someone's house who either didn't decorate their house, like next to someone who went all out, or if they did a really tacky job, my dad would give them what we called the tacky toot where he would honk at their house and then we would speed away. <laughs> and so we have like each me and my, my brother and sister, we have all instilled that in our new families. The and tacky drive, toot. The tacky toot. We drive around and honk it. at people that have their houses decorated like over the top or not at all. So you kind of, you get honked either way. See your dad, this is the difference between your dad and my dad. My dad would get so frustrated because we would be live wires Christmas Eve. And he would, he used to look at like radio towers that have the red light at uh -huh. the top. And he would tell us that's Rudolph. And uh -huh. then if we didn't behave well, he would go get a shotgun when we got home and go out in the yard and just shoot it off and say, I killed him. <laughs> wow. And we would literally be like, Oh my gosh, Rudolph's dead. Um, <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> yeah, my dad grew up really hard, so now I can look back at it and laugh. But then I was like, "Bro, that is, wow, he's pretty cool. intense." That's awesome. He was very intense. <laughs> well, this has been so fun, Stuart. Thank you so much for doing the show today. Um, I like to ask my guests before we wrap up to give us a memory from when you were a kid. And so, since we're talking about Christmas, do you have a Christmas memory you want to share from when you were a kid? This is probably my dad killing Rudolph. That would be <laughs> the best Christmas memory ever or the worst. Um, the worst. <laughs> yeah, the worst. Uh, you know, I think the thing that I remember the most as a kid was as tumultuous, as hard as my parents worked, um, as hard as they tried to provide for me, or me, my brothers and I, Christmas was always a time where all joking aside, like Christmas morning would, I can remember both of my mom and dad being emotional mm -hmm. because they saw us happy and they, it was just a, it, it was just an amazing time to see like their hard work pay off. 
Yeah. Um, and again, uh, going back to this, realizing now what I didn't realize then, I get it. I'm much more appreciative of the smiles and laughs then that I was, you know, now than I was then. Um, and certainly when your mom and dad are no longer with you, you kind of, you kind of think about that a lot. Um, but that's what I remember just the laughs and, you know, uh, I don't remember a particular gift or anything like that. It was just, you know, those are, those are the things I look back now and remember. That's awesome. Sounds like you had a good, a good growing up. I did. (laughs) I did. Well, thank you so much for being a part of this. I really appreciate it. And even hanging well, out with you in the, the backseat of my car in this setup I have, it's, it's been just, a blast. I'm just hopeful that your child locks are not on and that if they are, that someone <laughs> could come by and open the door because I'm really, so. really fearful of not only the fact that you'll be locked <laughs> in the car, but I have watched several people walk behind you while you're... Uh, we're we're recording this and going why is that woman like you know jerking back and forth with headphones on fine everyone i'm fine (laughs) i just let the parking lot know i'm okay (laughs) too funny well merry christmas to all your listeners i'm honored to do this and uh for every mom and dad and child that are you know listening i hope you have an incredible holiday season and i know i join all of us in praying and hoping for our country that 2021 is a little more peaceful than 2020. Amen. Yep, that's a good one. Thanks so much, Stuart. (laughs) Yep. I can't believe he told on me. (laughs) Okay, I feel like I need to give a disclaimer. So my husband travels a lot for work and he was going to Boone, North Carolina, which is this really nice mountain area in North Carolina. And so I thought I'd tag along with him. And it happened to be over the weekend that we were set to record our interview. Well, it ended up that I had to do the interview in my car. And with all the equipment and the two laptops, it was just easier for me to set it up in the back seat. So that's why I was in the back seat. There were no child locks. I totally made it out. It really made me realize I needed to have my kids clean up the back seat area more often. But it worked fine as a sound studio. (laughs) That was fun, though. Stuart's story of battling that severe case of COVID-19 and surviving was truly amazing. And it was so incredible how God brought him and his family through that time. They could not have gone through all of that without the love and compassion of so many people praying for them and reaching out to them. So I love that that's part of his story now. And I love when he said that God looks at how I love people and that's how he measures how I love him. Wow. That really made me think of how I treat other people, not only at Christmas, but all year round. I need to think about how I treat others because showing love to others is the best way to show love to God. Honestly, after our interview was over, I was really challenged by that, and I ended up reaching out to a few of my friends and family that I had not connected with for a while. It was just a really good reminder that I need to just call people or text them or just let them know that I'm thinking about them. So I appreciated this conversation. It challenged me a lot. If you'd like to find out more about Stuart Hall, you can go to his website. It's IamStuartHall.com or you can check out his social media pages. He's on Instagram and Twitter at IamStuartHall. 
Well, now it's time for the kids only segment. This is always my favorite part of the show. This is a part where kids get to be on the podcast. And so I'm really excited to introduce you to my friend, Cadence. Hi, I'm Cadence. I'm going to read you Luke 2, 9 through 14. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were filled with great fear. And the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling cloths and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among those whom he is pleased. Thank you, Cadence, for that awesome job of reciting from Luke 2. I love that passage. We love to read that passage on Christmas morning, and I think it's just a great way to end a Christmas podcast. It's just perfect to talk about the true meaning of Christmas, and that is Jesus coming into this world and the angels rejoicing and the shepherds and the shepherds getting the news first. It's just incredible. Well, if you would like to be on the podcast, I'd love to hear your favorite Bible verse or quote, or maybe you have a fun joke that you'd like to share. I'd love to hear from you soon. So please just have a grown up help you go to my podcast website. It's anchor.fm slash collide kids pod. And on that page, there's a place for you to leave me a message. If you need more information, you can find all of this on my social media pages as well. I'm on Facebook at the collide kids podcast or on Instagram at collide kids pod. If you're enjoying this podcast, will you share it with your friends and family? It would be such a gift to me. It would be a Christmas gift to me and to whoever you share it with. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast so that new episodes will automatically load each week into whatever podcast app you're using. And if you could give us a rating and a review on your podcast app, that actually helps other people find out about the show so they can listen too. I hope you've enjoyed today's episode, and I hope that this Christmas season you get to enjoy some Christmas lights from the back seat even. It actually was not so bad back there. Go drive through a neighborhood or two, and if you see some crazy, amazing light display, give them a tacky toot from me, okay? (laughs) Well, I pray that this Christmas you get to experience showing love to God by showing love to someone else. That is really what this world needs right now. Well, in case no one has told you today, let me be the first to remind you, God loves you so much. Thanks for listening. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. I like your lights.